Welcome to the Marvel at Jesus podcast from Life 90.5, where we talk with Christian artists and more about the things that wow them about Jesus. I'm Mandy Bowman, joined today by Micah Tyler. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Micah Tyler is uh, the singer behind songs like Different and Walking Free. Icy Grace right now is big on radio and and we really love the the music that you've done. You also have a book come out recently too, which we'll talk about in in a minute. But uh, the purpose of the Marvel at Jesus podcast is, uh, is to talk about Jesus. Uh, Talk about some of the things that we've seen in scripture about Jesus that really wow us. Like you read it and all of a sudden, like your mind is blown like that emoji, you know? (laughs) So what's, what is something about Jesus? Yeah, that's blown your mind, Micah. You know, I was, uh, somebody had let me know about your podcast and let let me kind of know what it was about. Because when I heard Marvel at Jesus, I thought we were going to be doing Avengers. I didn't know what exactly was going to happen. Look, I even thought about (laughs) that because I'm a huge Avengers Marvel nerd. There we go. So I've got my my top five favorite parallels between Avengers and Jesus. If you need me to go to that. But if not, um, no, I I, I started thinking through stories that have, have meant a lot to me in scripture and how they continue just to really surprise me and, and, and push me on because the scripture's alive. It's not something that we mm-hmm. hear once, we feel one thing and then we move on from that. It's right. something that typically is continually growing inside of us because it just stays alive and it stays redeeming and it stays moving. Right. And so a story that I had heard years ago that like this morning as I was getting ready to, to hop on this interview, I thought, well, okay, what's what's a story that's still like really permeating my heart right now? Um, and it's Mark chapter 10. And, and what I love about scripture there's, is, is that we get these big overarching things when we kind of scratch beneath the surface and we kind of learn some contextual things. It teaches us some, some other incredible things about Jesus and the, the faith of the people at that time to follow him. Yeah. So you got blind Bartimaeus, who if, if we have any uh, you know, historical evidence on, on the, the blind or anyone who was lame or sick at that time, um, they were outcasts in society. Mm-hmm. And so what we learned about Bartimaeus is that he's sitting on the side of the road and he is just, he's he's begging every day. And this is his job. There's a good chance he's not married. Um, there's a good chance that his family basically gets him up in the morning, walks him out there, sets him on the ground. They would be given these coats and these coats would have different identifying marks or different identifying colors to show what kind of ailment they had. That way, when you're walking into a city, you don't really have to pay attention to the people. You can look and see a blind person may have a blue coat or they may have some sort of an insignia on there to show you, or it may say blind on the outside of this coat. Um, and basically it was their identity. That way, if you saw someone who was lame, someone who was sick, someone who was blind, someone who was deaf, someone who couldn't walk, whatever it was, you could tell their ailment and you didn't have to know the person, right? Mm-hmm. So this coat though would be so, so important to Bartimaeus because he would lay this thing down and basically took him through. They, instead of trying to throw coins at a blind person, they just throw it onto the blanket. So this blanket represented basically his entire identity and it also held all of his possessions for that day. So on this day, Bartimaeus is sitting out there. We know the story. Jesus comes walking through. The crowds are getting bigger. And Bartimaeus just knows that this is his chance. So he starts screaming out, son of man, son of David, have mercy on me, son of God. He's mm-hmm. trying to get Jesus' attention. They're just telling him to be quiet. He yells louder all the more. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, have him come to me. Okay? So here's the part in the story where I glaze over it so many different times. But the Bible says that Bartimaeus takes his coat, tosses it to the side, and then goes to Jesus. And we know the rest of the story. Jesus heals him because of his faith and all these things. And all of a sudden he can see now. But the tossing of that coat is humongous. It's a humongous deal right there. Because Bartimaeus is basically saying, this identity that I have held for so long, this 
this livelihood, because this is his job. His job is a beggar. Mm -hmm. So even before Jesus heals him, he tosses the coat to the side. So the mm -hmm. faith that Jesus is talking about, how when he walks up and sees this faith in Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus believed before the miracle happened that Jesus could do it enough to toss away the coat. And in my life, I like doing things in an opposite order. I want to know that Jesus can do something. And then when he does it, then I'll react to that. Yep. thing. But that's not how Jesus works. Mm -mm. Jesus is constantly calling us into big steps to follow after him or, or to, to trust him. And it's not because we have the results. It's knowing that no matter what the results are, we still have this hope and this confidence. So Bartimaeus, who had never even heard uh, I mean, he'd never even seen Jesus before. Bartimaeus, who had never even seen Jesus before, just the sound of his voice and the sound of the crowd surrounding him was enough for him to cry out for mercy, knowing that if he could get Jesus' attention, that he could be healed. And he put all of his hope in that. And that's the kind of life that I want to live. Hey, man, that's that's good stuff. All right, two things in, in that story, which is incredible. Number one, knowing yeah. the the cultural uh background of all this stuff was like i had no idea about that before so you taught me something today thank you yeah. for that um but sure. knowing knowing those cultural background stuff just really helps us understand god's word so much better mm. um but also just the idea of stepping out in faith in something before you even really know or have assurances of stuff have you done that in your own life yeah so so I uh, I was kind of a late bloomer as a as a musician. Um, I, I didn't start playing guitar till I was 20, 18 years old, um, right out of high school. Felt a calling to, to go into youth ministry when I was 17. Became a youth pastor, did it for a few years. Our youth group started growing. I thought if I bought a guitar for one of the kids in the youth room, then maybe one of those kids would learn to play. He could sing a few songs, then I would preach. Well, those kids did not want to learn how to play the guitar. So I was like, I guess I should learn a few songs. So I just kind of started banging around this guitar and taught myself a few chords and started leading worship. And fast forward seven years at 27, I've been leading worship for other people's youth groups, just like on Wednesday nights to help out with things or a youth camp here and there. And we felt this calling um, that, that, that faithfulness was going to change in our hearts. Because the thing is, Scripture doesn't say that one day we'll stand before Jesus and him say, well done, that good and successful musician or mm. successful podcast host or successful mom or successful teacher. So whenever we're looking at successful being what God wants us to be, that's not how it is. The Bible says that our true hope is that one day we'll stand in front of him and him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And so what faithfulness for us for nine years was doing youth ministry. And I loved it. My wife and I had a couple of kiddos at the time. We were just, like, we were living in the parsonage there at the church. We were just really loving it. And all of a sudden the Lord just shifted what faithfulness looked like. And I could only be faithful to what God's putting me in front of me. And all of a sudden it felt like music was the thing. And it wasn't because we had a tour bus. It wasn't because we had a record deal. It wasn't because we had, you know, even just wise counsel telling us this was a good idea. Um, we just kind of felt like we should be pursuing music. And so in that moment, Jesus calling us to it. And I remember just my prayer earnestly being, I said, I don't know how to be successful as a musician, but you've taught me how to be faithful. We sold over half of what we owned. We bought a single wide mobile home trailer. We put it on some borrowed land. I was a substitute teacher at an elementary school. I drove sausage delivery truck, which is a real job because that's how you get sausages. Guys like me waking <laughs> up at three o'clock in the morning and delivering it all over the place. someone's got to do it. Um, okay. was, and, and like I said, somebody's got to do it. There's not a sausage fairy. It's guys like me right. sweating and they're mm -hmm. running with cardboard boxes. But no, I, I started doing that. And, and, it, and listen, we didn't get a record deal like that. I, for four years, I was an independent artist, just just trying to be faithful to youth camps and to places mm -hmm. where I would get the, the phone call to go and, hey, can you go lead worship at this church or whatever that might be? 
Um, and it was really, really hard. But at the same time, I mean, God taught me that we will never look forward and see a sacrifice that he's calling to. Never in the world will we get on the other side of that and look back and not see his faithfulness and his goodness and his kindness and his nearness and his purposefulness in all those steps. And so that was <clears throat> 12 years ago, um, this past January, that we stepped out and did that, the whole thing. And to this day, like right here sitting with you, I'm trying to be faithful to what God puts in front of me. I can't mm -hmm. be faithful to, I can't say, God, if you'll give me a, a, a crowd of 10,000 people, because what if God's trying to teach you something in the moment that you're in right now? Like for me, if I, if I was like, God, I'm going to reserve my faithfulness until I, I think it's really worth being faithful to, then we don't understand that Bartimaeus was faithful to toss a jacket to the side. Mm -hmm. and, and for our family, it was, it was a saying, God, we, we don't see the path. There are no roads that lead from Buna, Texas to Nashville, Tennessee, um, at least not paved ones. <laughs> so it's like, right. well, I guess we'll just trust you in this whole thing and just see what happens. But that's what, so, so really 12 years later, I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to say, God, whether I can see the step you're asking me to take or not, I trust that you are good and kind and faithful to call me to steps that are worth taking. Amen. Yes. Oh, pass the plate, Micah. That was great. <laughs> awesome i love it oh thank you so much for for sharing that story and uh and the story about jesus and the story about what god's done in in your life as as you're trying to be like bartimaeus that's awesome we're loving your song icy grace right now it's super great uh but uh but for for just a moment like uh, we we've got a copy of your your book right here walking free micah tyler super cool for just a second will you will you say like one thing you hope people really get out of that book yeah. So the way the book is structured is it's not like a normal devotion where it's like right, today we're going every day is a step is what we're calling it. So it's a step from something to something else. So it's 42 steps. Um, and basically for six days in a row for six steps, you sit there and you go, OK, all right, today my step is fear towards faith. And we just break down what scripture says about that, what Jesus's teachings say about that. Um, and then I give a little bit of my personal story. I've had people say, oh, man, I really want to read your book, but I got to get some things in my life straightened out before I can really devote myself to a devotional. Mm -hmm. The audience is not for people who have it all together. As someone who wrote it, who definitely doesn't. Okay? <laughs> what my prayer right. is and my hope is that people need to understand that the, the best step that we can take with Jesus is literally the next one. Mm. Like it, it, it is it, the first step is, is a really, it, it, sometimes it, we've heard this, the phrase, uh, a, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. But I'm going to tell you right now, that single step, it may feel like you are just have two ton weights on each foot trying to take it. But at the end of the day, God is calling us to walk with him in a freedom that only he can give. And he wants to give that freedom to us in the midst of our feelings of, of like, that we're locked up and that we're, we're being held and everything. And so this book, my hope is that someone picks this thing up and, and, and I really, I'm not writing this as somebody who crossed the finish line, has it all together and says, Hey, here's exactly how I've done everything. It's me going, man, here's what the Bible shown me um, on, on what it means to take purposeful steps one at a time, trusting that Jesus walks with us, that he's calling us to something that we look for. We set our eyes on the author, perfecter of our faith. Um, and that it's way better for us to walk this road together. That's great. Thank you for for sharing that. Looking forward to to reading that and sharing some of that yeah. with our listeners too. And thank you again, uh, Micah, for joining me for the Marvel at Jesus podcast. Maybe another time we can talk a little bit more about Avengers because I got some notes that I think you and I could have some fun with. Yeah. So. <laughs> let, let me know when Iron Man and Jesus in parallels. I'm ready to pull them out. Well, thank you so much awesome. for your time, Micah. I really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the Marvel at Jesus podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can get the next episode as soon as it comes out from Life 90.5.